a thrilling conclusion to a pile of bullshit. We're talking Shrek Forever After for the final week of Shrek-tember on today's... Hey now, you're a kid flicks. Play the podcast. It's free. Hey now, I don't have ads. How about Venmo me? And all who listen is cool. Just know that we're not affiliated with Netflix. Welcome to Kid Flicks, the podcast where adults try to definitively rank every kid's movie ever made. I'm your host, Ross Wiseman, and this show is not for kids, so turn this off and forget to write an intro until this very second because you realize that you didn't do it. Oops. Uh, whatever. <laughs> Who cares? This is the last week of Shrek-tember, colon, a bad idea, where um, I watch all four movies in the Shrek franchise in a row, and we're not counting Puss in Boots because I ran out of time, and I'm okay with that. Probably for the best. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, my guest today, uh, she's a comedian. You might know her. It's uh, Jillian Markowitz. Hi, Jillian. Hi, I'm sorry I interrupted your intro. No, I don't care. It's fine. There, I feel like there's a weird etiquette with podcasting of like, l- don't talk until you've been introduced so I can bullshit on my own. I I don't care. I did it. I'm sorry. I'm not versed in podcast etiquette. Is it? Is, this isn't your first one, is it? No, I've been on podcasts before, but this is the first one I've ever done sober. That's wow, <laughs> that's exciting. So, listeners, you be the judge <laughs> of if Jillian is great sober. Um, but okay, so, so uh, as I said, this is the last episode of Shrek Timber. We're talking about Shrek Forever After. Uh, first of all, happy Rosh Hashanah because this is being released on the Jewish New Year. Um, this you told me because I just kind of asked you out of the blue. You've never seen a Shrek movie before this one. No, I saw I saw the first Shrek in theaters. Okay, uh, I wasn't part of the phenomenon, but I did experience that you know cultural. Uh, I mean, it it, well, it was a cultural phenomenon. Yeah, I um. mean, now it's like a weird postmodern thing. Yeah, but uh, yeah. So okay, so you saw the first. And then kind of two and three, you just kind of didn't really give a shit about? Yeah, I didn't. And I heard that they weren't great. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, the first one's not that great either. I feel like it just was timely. Like, it was just the exact right time. And it played into pop culture really well. Yeah. And then the subsequent movies kind of lost their steam really early on. And I think that it's because maybe Shrek came out at just the perfect time for Shrek to come out. I don't know why. Yeah. It just it just was. And then they tried to capture that magic, but they couldn't do it. Well, I mean, I've been saying this every single episode this month. I think the big issue is that just like why why does it always have to be just like different existential crises for Shrek? Like this movie, it was like, "Ugh, now I'm not even a real ogre anymore." And this whole bullshit of with <laughs> wish fulfillment. Um, I also don't know anything about Rumpelstiltskin. And I thought, wasn't he the guy that just like weaved gold? I don't, I just. Uh, I don't know that much about like mythology stuff like that. Something about Grant, you had to guess his name, right? Yeah. You had to like guess his name. Wow, you know more than I do. That's all that I remember. Uh, but in this, he's some sort of a tiny Willem Dafoe. Oh my God, you're so right. Yeah, just he's just tiny Willem Dafoe. Everybody knows his name. And also, um, he's voiced by just like some guy that works at DreamWorks. Which is bonkers because there's such a star-studded cast that it's too much. Like, it's too many stars. And they're like, well, let's just have the main villain just be this guy. <laughs> well, so apparently, so he, I believe, was a, st- I didn't really write this down, but he was like a storyboard artist, I think. And he would, when they would do, like, the animatics of the movie, he would just voice all of the characters. And so they just really liked his voice. And they were like, okay, you're going to do this. Oh, well, I'm happy for him then. That's yeah. how I want to be discovered. Oh, we're a couple of characters in the movie I are animators like or just work at DreamWorks. So like Gingy, um uh what's his face? Pinocchio, like a couple of those random little guys okay. are Yes. Can we just Sure. What's Pinocchio doing there? That's a good question. So he doesn't really have any reason to be the, the first movie he's in it because 
um F- lord farquaad the antagonist of the first i hate that i can just talk about all of them <laughs> the lord farquaad uh, the villain of the first movie um is rounding up all the fairy tale creatures and throwing them into shrek's swamp and so it was oh, kind of like right. a throwaway gag in the first movie like oh there's pinocchio and now he's just a mainstay because he has a silly voice oh right and he rumpelstiltskin skin says that if you bring him shrek he'll grant you a wish so Pinocchio lies and says that his dad in green paint is Shrek and then his nose grows and that's the joke and that's the whole reason Pinocchio's there. Yep. Well, um, wait, Disney, all, he also runs a bookstore for oh, some yeah. reason. Uh, th- yeah, like this, this movie does a lot of the same things from all the other Shrek movies and it's hard to tell if it's because they want to be like, hey, remember Shrek 1 and how it was good and <laughs> the other ones haven't been or they're just running out. Like, I think th- this might be the th- like the third Shrek movie to open with like a fairy tale book and it always just ends like, yeah, right. And then like ripping it or something or farting. Yeah, see, I, I think that like running motifs are good. But I think that paying homage to yourself is kind of weird. Yeah. Oh, it makes it's weird. Um, like, I mean, I don't know what they could have done. Kind of doing like, uh, I mean, you know, they could have. <laughs> do, are you familiar with the term the of uh, chiasmus? No. So I learned about it from a Netflix video for some reason, and like, it's a whole concept of if you have a series of some sort having having it kind of be a perfect mirror of itself. So like the beginning of the first movie would be also the end of the last movie. And so they could have done something like that where it's kind of like, Oh Shrek. I mean, it kind of works that Shrek is back in his swamp with all of his, but now he's with all of his friends, which is just how the first movie ends. Yeah. I guess it it makes sense. They wanted to tie a bow on it. They wanted, remember it's, it's also for children, so they want to really hammer that point home with the yeah. kids. Like, don't expect another Shrek movie because uh, there's not going to be one. We don't want to. We don't want to get your hopes up. I don't know. I feel like <laughs> <laughs> that way their parents don't have to break the harsh news to them that there's not going to be any more Shrek movies because you know the kids. They're all about Shrek these days. Kids are. Actually, do kids even care about Shrek anymore? I don't anymore? think kids care I about think, Shrek anymore. I feel like maybe kids... I Kids like Minions now. Yes. I think um, a lot of the backpacks with Shrek on them have been replaced by Gru and his friends. I think Frozen is still a thing. It is. And uh, Moana yeah, and is still a thing. Moana is definitely a thing. Yeah, oh, you know what it is? Cars. Yeah, I, yeah. I see little kids on the subway every other day and they always have like a mater backpack and it says like school and your homework get her done <laughs> yeah, i feel like shrek is more relevant for grown-ups at this point just because of the nostalgia factor but that grown-ups don't care about any of the subsequent shreks like i plan to be sexy shrek for halloween great but that's just because i really think that i could pull off his little crop top <laughs> and i'm gonna be a sexy goose from Stoltzkin's goose. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, I'm just gonna squawk and hold eggs. We should get a, a band of people together. We need. We uh, could, we could. F- I think this would be the easiest thing for us to do to gather like ten, twelve of our friends together and all doing sexy different characters from the Shrek franchise. Well, you are forgetting the fifty wicked witches that we need for no sure. reason. Um. And three of them have the exact same voice. Like three <laughs> of them are just the the Pinocchio voice because they're just like, oh, whatever. Who the fuck cares? Uh, I like I like how it's like. Let's get uh, John Ham, John Ham, Craig Robinson, Jane Lynch, and have them all have two lines each. And then same with the, one of the Wicked Witches is Kristen Shaw, and I think she has one line. It's like it's just okay. So it's because like, I, I think it's trying to be that thing of like you know how you'll sometimes hear a celebrity in like a Pixar movie and they have like two lines or something, but you're like, Oh cool. Yeah. I guess like, cause it's, it's like, Oh, it's an honor to be asked to be in a Pixar movie, but like to be asked to be in the fourth Shrek movie doesn't seem that great. Yeah. That's very much second tier. Like the amount of people that didn't want to be Rumpelstiltskin. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> that just shows what this franchise is in. This is 2010. This is nine years ago. This movie came out. That's crazy. Oh, my God. 
That is crazy. But I guess kind of cool because John Hamm, Jane Lynch, and Craig Robinson are still like relevant people. Yeah. I assumed it was very recent. So that is news to me. Yeah. Also, I wonder how Shrek and Fiona are doing now. Because let me tell you, I'm concerned. I have some concerns. Sure. So. You mean how Shrek is a giant man baby and Fiona constantly has to be like, are you okay? Yeah, and and just, you know, he's not... Yes, he's transformed, but he didn't share his inner world with her at all. So there's... They haven't stepped up communication at all. And I also believe that, you know, there's more to life than just... Okay, so the moral of the story, Mm -hmm. Shrek experiences and it's a wonderful life situation where he... uh, discovers what it's like if he never had his family so that he can be an ogre again and and he comes back to his family and with then, an all new appreciation but then they also throw in a weird thing of like oh yeah but you also will dot like cease to exist in a day yeah yeah <laughs> like I've, I, i'll be honest i've never seen it's a wonderful life uh have Me you either, no okay but i feel like that wasn't a thing where jimmy stewart's like oh if it doesn't happen in a day i'm gonna disintegrate if there's nothing like that I think that that was really to drive home that there are stakes. I mean, it could have just made it like, if you don't change this by the end of the day, then this will be the reality forever. Yeah, that that's usually what I see, where it's like, oh, then it's solidified. Kinda yeah. Like, kind of like Back to the Future, how it's like, oh, eventually this will happen. Yeah, well, that's what they did. Like, in Back oh, to the yeah. Future, he was also... They, t- they mixed It's a Wonderful Life and Back to the Future. Well, and... It's also weird that they have the, oh, it's going to, in 24 hours, I'm going to cease to exist. Because that just makes Shrek a goddamn creep. He was so creepy to her. Oh, my gosh. It's like, yes, we get it. You have this whole history with this woman. Did you forget that she didn't experience that? He had to make, like, so in order to break the spell, they needed true love's kiss. So Shrek is trying to force this woman a leader of a rebellion yes to make out with him and of course she's like yeah this is weird stop doing this and he's like but please or something and like you know i don't i i don't like i'm not we're not here to joke about that kind of thing but it's just like it is it is genuinely unpleasant watching yes. that portion of the movie. I mean, he wanted the chance to act like an ogre again and there's nothing more ogreish than a predator. Also, he was like take a day for me why not take away the shitty day that you just had messing up your kid's birthday party take that away he messed like that's gonna be i mean now that he has this new i mean he ends up redeeming that day but hooray yeah had he not i mean that would have been on his child his kids memories forever like it was my birthday the day they're supposed to be celebrating my birth and my dad is storming out because he is so unhappy with his life and you know look probably that i was born i'll give you birthdays are stressful and one-year-olds are difficult especially when there's three of them but like it's you like I like I I kept thinking at the beginning of the movie with the montage where Shrek is getting more and more tired. Like, sure you're busy doing a lot of stuff and you can't find time to sip a martini or take a mud bath, but Fiona's doing probably so much more in the background that you're just not paying attention to. Because she's like, yeah. "Hey, can you unclog the toilet? Can you take out a diaper?" No, like, didn't she give birth to triplets? She did. With her vagina. Also, like. The whole point of, like, Shrek 2 is that Shrek and Fiona nearly break up because Shrek is a fucking impulsive asshole. And Shrek the third, I forget already what happens in that movie, but, like, it's also just, like, a stupid fight and Shrek storms out. Like, it's always about how I, like, there's been a lot of talks of a Shrek reboot and I would love just a Fiona movie. Yeah, I agree. She's incredible. She's like, this. She is so good in this. Like this is, including Shrek One. This is the best version of Fiona. Yeah, like she, in the alternate reality, saved herself from the tower and then became the leader of a fucking rebellion. Yeah, this. She's I, also. She also keeps her cool around these three one-year-olds all the time. Yeah, I I've dubbed like the alternate reality where. Fiona's leading an underground resistance, Mad Shreks. 
<laughs> Thank you. <laughs> That's for all you people out there. That's for all you Shrek heads out there. But yeah, it's just like she she just doesn't take shit from anybody. Cause, and it, also seeing this movie and watching this version of Fiona, you kind of realize how crappy and how much of the short straw Fiona has gotten in the other movies. Because in Shrek 2, all the entire thing is just her being upset that Shrek and her parents don't get along, and that's the whole movie. And Shrek the third, she like is having a bachelorette party or something <laughs> or some sort of thing. She's having some party with a bunch of different princesses, and then they eventually have to like escape or something. And there's like a little bit of fighting, but like this is the one where it's like, oh, <laughs> without Shrek, Fiona is you know like she's kind of a shell of her former self, but she's doing her own thing and she's a leader and revered. Yeah. The curse isn't broken, but she's, it actually seems like being with Shrek has stifled her. Yeah. Significantly. And we need to see another Shrek. I know there, there there's several, they've done several holiday shorts that I'm never going to watch. Oh yeah. But I'm, I'm sure that it's the same thing of Fiona. Like she's holding like a spoon for like, like ball sweat stew or something. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, Shrek, can you go get like donkey for the candy cane parade or something? And he's like, what? I, yeah, I think, okay. So I, my main qualm is that I think that Shrek, it's not that he's a bad guy. Okay. Obviously Shrek is a good heart and is constantly trying to be better. I just think that he happened to be the one who saved Fiona. And because Fiona had this upbringing where she was trapped in a, castle and experiencing a curse her whole life she just doesn't really understand the kind of love that she deserves and that's why she fell in love with Trek from like a psychodynamic standpoint oh yeah I mean there's that whole the whole like uh, uh savior dynamic and like the I mean they even made that joke in one of the Shrek movies of like oh the goal the princesses of Stockholm syndrome and stuff like that and how messed up all these stories that we tell our kids are and it's true but why market this two kids also (laughs) yeah it's it's messed up and i think that it just kind of perpetuates like amazing people settling for people who are doing their best because the people who are doing their best it's like shrek feels really strongly for her like obviously there's love there but is he actually capable of being the kind of ogre that she needs to father her children it kind of doesn't seem like no we've seen time and time again that Shrek I mean he he had a traumatic childhood we've this has been covered in the Shrek musical that he's been (laughs) give it a watch if you want Um, but from age seven to when we find him in Shrek one he's just kind of like fended for himself so he has a lot of um, childhood trauma and psychological issues to work through and he constantly takes it out on the few people that see that he is not a bad person that people set him uh set him out to be yeah and that's see i i'm always very sympathetic to people ogres what have you and their traumas however i think that it is our responsibility to work through our traumas so that we don't end up hurting the people closest to us and i feel that shrek has not taken it upon himself to do that it takes uh being cursed by Rumpelstiltskin to make him realize that he's lucky to have a princess for a wife and three beautiful children. Realizing that he's lucky for the fourth movie in a row. (laughs) Yeah, if you're repeating the same patterns again and again and again, then it's time to actually address the root of the problem. And it's not even no matter how transformative that one day is, no matter how many near-death experiences you had on that one day, you shouldn't have to re-fall in love with this person. Like, this, it's just a dysfunctional dynamic. He can use his words, like, especially after the first birthday, being like, hey, Fiona, like, I, I love you and I love the kids. I feel just cloudy and like I'm in a haze right now. And then she might be like, yeah, I feel that way too. Raving, raising kids is hard. And, yes. they, and then the grandma's there. <laughs> fucking J- Julie Andrews. Yes. Let, let her watch the burp kids for a couple days while they 
go somewhere. She, she only got one line in this movie. She could have been watching the kids. <laughs> her one while line. They oh, Harry. Oh wait, no. Her line is like, "You put, you licked the cake." Yeah, yeah. No, they could have let her reprise her Mary Poppins role and take care of those kids while that they go off. Great, that would have been a great like little callback and like, a, oh, yeah, we're paying homage to Julie Andrews. Right? It would have been perfect. And then Shrek and Fiona could have gone off and had real, like, I feel like a good way for him to, he needs to feel scary. So they need to like have some. Go to a village that doesn't know who they are. They need to have an adventure. They need to have good sex. They need to, you know, like they good need. Good Shreks. Good Shreks. I'm so sorry. Why didn't I think of that? <laughs> they need to go to a Shreks therapist. Yeah, you're right. Shreks <laughs> therapy. It's also like they don't have to go that far to be scared because in the third movie, um, Shrek goes to like a, a school or whatever and all these people are like, ah, an ogre or like, oh, that ogre is a bitch. Like he people don't know who he is. Just walk a mile outside of your little circle. Yeah. Can I tell you the only two parts in this movie that I chuckled at? Yes. Um, the f- the first is whenever that little weird kid went, went do the roar. <laughs> that made me laugh most times. Because it was such a weird voice and that kid was so butt ugly that <laughs> it did me just right. Um, and I also laughed right at the beginning when some star tour is giving like a tour of Shrek's swamp. And Shrek walks into the like his outhouse, and the guy goes, "I wonder what Shrek's up to in there." And that was funny. For that me. was. <laughs> I was like, "That's yeah, it's whatever." Uh, but then the rest of the movie was a slog to get through. Oh, I thought the Pied Piper parts were terrible. Yeah, I um, <laughs> I like I hate. I've seen this more than one time of like a bunch of people like being forced to dance together, like. That's like the big thing in the in the the female reboot of the Ghostbusters. Do you remember that part? I didn't watch it. It's fine. It was so fine. But like, there's this whole part where some warlock or whatever is taking control of New York City, and everybody is like forced to dance and like hold a like a disco pose, and it's super stupid. And I don't get it. Well, what I didn't like about this was that not only was it stupid, but Shrek and Fiona are forced to dance. It's like they're being forced into foreplay. I just didn't like all the coercion. Yeah, but then when she's thrown into the air, she has like this weird moment of like, maybe I do like him. Because it, it is weird that they are doing a different dance. Because also the entire point of that plot was to kill all the ogres so that Shrek and Fiona could never meet and be close. And I think that it... Okay, so I did like the ending of that universe's story where in order to have Fiona fall in love with him, Shrek had to love her in a true and unselfish way, in a way wherein he's not attached to the outcome that benefits him. All he wants is for her to achieve her cause. And even if they never have the life that he knows that they have together, at least she can get what she wants and he's willing to sacrifice himself for that. I like that kind of love. That's true love. So I agree with that. And also like the true love of like, Oh, you can't just like it. It was interesting. Like this movie kind of spits in the face of destiny. Yeah. Because it's kind of like just because those two were meant to be together in one reality doesn't mean that this one they are meant to be. Yeah, because he kisses her once and it doesn't work because she doesn't love him yet. Yeah. He has to earn that shit. And I mean, I feel like, but he should be working to earn that shit every day of their lives together. (laughs) And he doesn't. And it's also weird because like the movie implies that it's just been kind of like a bad month for Shrek. Because, like, it starts off, the first scene in the movie, he's like, oh, I love you. Good morning, kids. Good morning, Fiona. And that's, like, a five-minute montage of him getting more and more tired. But, like, it's that's not a reason to, like, storm off. He, I mean, I get it. It spoke to a fear that I have felt about commitment, where it's like, you, it's like, yes, I love you, but, oh, my God, I can't leave. I can't leave. I can never. Oh, my God. Yeah. I get it. I get freaking out about that. But let your partner in Shrek. I mean, if you, if this is true love, well, okay. So here's my issue is that go for it. They experience true love's kiss, but where's true commitments kiss? Uh, preach sister. Right. I mean, it's yes, I love you, but that doesn't mean that I'm going to commit to you for every day for the rest of my life. And, and, And he needs to 
realize that and understand that and figure out how to let other people in and not he, he you think he'll ever tell her about what he experienced truly i mean i don't know if she would believe him but maybe i mean after everything that she's been through with him you think she would not believe him yeah that's fair but i think most characters in this movie even though they live in a magical world they don't believe anything magical ever they're just like what are you talking about even if it was i but i think fiona's kind of you know awake yeah oh she's woke yeah right <laughs> like so she woke. she gets it she's with it but he's not giving her that chance he's relegating her to this role of just this person who's forcing him to do his chores yeah also Weird, so this movie came out in 2010, the year now is 2019, weird like MAGA language. So like when Shrek is complaining about what his life has become to Rumpelstiltskin, and Rumpelstiltskin is like trying to egg him on, they keep using this like, like oh yeah, things were so good back then in the olden days, like let's go back to when things used to be and what they should be. Oh, you think tiny Willem Dafoe is Trump? Yeah. I mean... Think about it. <laughs> Make the no. kingdom great again. Shit. I'm not about to become one of these like video essays where it's like, here's why Trek Forever After is actually a subversive masterpiece. I, that uh, is not it. No, I'm totally on board. <laughs> but like basically at, like Shrek and Rumblestiltskin almost say like make Far Far Away great again. Like very close to that. And yeah. it was jarring. That's a very good point. You know, I didn't pick up on that and i feel like a fool that's okay i mean i work for like an organization that like i'm constantly thinking about politics by uh necessity uh that's what jewish work does to you but it, it's interesting because you know this kind of also with that language shows like oh yeah people always think about the good old days but forget what that actually entails then so good on shrek <laughs> Yeah, Shrek was so alone in the good old days, right? Yeah, he it also looks like he was having fun for two hours. Yeah, and he was having fun just making everybody scared. Yeah, he ruined a wedding. He ruined a wedding. He he stalked people. Yeah. Honestly, Shrek Timber, I'm saying it, better out than in. Yeah. I mean Good riddance to Shrek Timber. That said, uh I probably should tell you that i cried like a baby at the end of this movie oh what wait which like when shrek was shining and when he fading away no when he was helping the kids blow out their candles at the end and he really truly appreciated what he had and he kissed fiona and then there was a song and everyone was happy and the credits rolled let's talk about that song for a second okay so it's i'm a believer covered by Weezer and in the first Shrek I'm a believer was covered by Smash Mouth using that logic was Weezer Smash Mouth in 2010 like the equivalent of just kind of like a really in the moment band that people didn't really respect I don't know why but I feel like you really like or liked Weezer at some point oh okay well I guess I'm Is that the most insulting thing I could have said to a person? <laughs> no, it's interesting. It's interesting. I did like Weezer. I don't I'm not a person who's versed in the full catalog of any band, however. Sure. I uh did really like Weezer and I feel like in twenty ten Weezer was experiencing this it was like the lead singer of Weezer, I think, was happy for the first time and had just like found the love <laughs> of his life. And he was making music that wasn't sad all the time. And nobody knew what to do with that. Yeah, that's always not sad. It's always hard when an artist gets happy. Like, remember when Adele got married and had a kid and everybody was like, oh, man, now Adele's not going to have good music. I hate it when people say that. Yeah, but also now they're separated. So... Here we go again. Yeah, yeah, let's one more for the books, Adele. But I mean, as far as Adele, it's like she was still writing all those songs about, you know, her ex and past loves. And it's like, I don't know. I don't want to speculate about the happiness of someone else's marriage, however. No. <laughs> but let's let's try to be happy, gang. Well, Come I'm on. firmly of the mind that even if you are now happy, if 
you need to make sad art in order to make good art. Enough bad things have happened to you in your life before that you can tap into yeah, that. Yeah, we both do comedy. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> things didn't go great for us. Exactly. But I, I think with Weezer, it was just this weird thing because he was sort of like proto-emo. Yeah, he was like if emo kids had glasses and didn't want to spend money on black makeup. He was like what... He was like what caused emo, some could argue. Oh, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, he was like the OG. So, you know, better. But everything that happened after that was like a cheap yeah. copy. And then I'm not all a of a huge sudden, Weezer person, so I'm like half understanding. This. Well, if you listen to Pinkerton, Pinkerton's an album that's worth listening to. But I don't know why they would have had Weezer cover it. I guess they were like, well, this guy seems happy now. <laughs> he's he's big, but he's happy now. So let's. Uh, well, this was what 2010. If am I wrong? Is this around when Ratitude came out? I don't know. That's the one with the dog on the cover. And I think I think that song that album was a little happier because they it's that song uh, that they did. Girl, if you're wondering if I want you to, I want you to. And it's definitely like a positive, more optimistic song. Than just like kind of like punky and brooding, uh huh. So I guess maybe the this happiness was coming out in full form. I'm trying you know, my best. I bet. <laughs> I bet Rivers it. Cuomo was like, you know what? I saw her face, and then I was a believer, and not I a trace. Re- yeah, not a trace of doubt in my mind, and I want to be a part of Shrek now because <laughs> I'm changed. Um, this also brings up an interesting. I just realized. So this whole sequence. Uh, first of all, it's uh, like, you know, it's another dance party at the end of everybody being happy. Um, but more importantly, the ogres voiced by John Hamm, Jane Lynch and Craig Robinson that we see throughout the movie, they're also they're back in like regular Shrek universe. And I don't understand. Maybe Shrek did explain to Fiona what happened, because how else did those people get into their lives? Yeah, what well, I mean. We never, we never see other ogres. They in weren't the other in any movies. of the other movies. No, crazy. So you think Shrek was just like, I'm really, I really miss my friends. I need to find my friends. That we spent t- on the same day, eighteen hours. Yeah, <laughs> it's like Fiona, sweetheart. I'll be right back. I've just got to find my friends. But it's like, oh, that beautiful poetic thing of like, like in another uni- in another life, like one thing changed and we were born like twenty years apart and on the other side of the world, but. Is there a small part of us that knows that this reality exists? And that's that's Fiona and Shrek with the other uh, ogres. Absolutely. Because uh, there wasn't even a point where Shrek was like, my friend from elementary school or something like that. Maybe that could have been something. Yeah, if he had like grown up with them. or that's That's a rewrite to make this movie better. Less Rumpelstiltskin stuff. We don't need to see a flashback of Rumpelstiltskin with Fiona's parents. More Instead, of Ogre World. Yeah, we see like Shrek growing up and him being a handful as a little kid. Yes. And we see those friends. And then when he grows up, now he's in that world and he's the one trying to tame Ogre kids. And then we know who those people are later on when we see them in the alternate universe. This entire this month should also just be subtitled besides a bad idea. It should be just subtitled Ross does overdue punch-ups. Well, no, but I think, yeah, well, okay, maybe, I feel like that's Talk to me. just <laughs> what your podcast should be now because you're very good at doing these punch-ups because that's a great idea. I would lo- I'm realizing now, like, why wasn't I invested in this movie? And it's because I wasn't invested in any of these characters that were just introduced. I wasn't invested in anybody. Yeah. They tried to bring everybody in. and I mean, it, it also hurts the... You didn't see the second and third movie. Oh yeah, uh, you asked. You asked me. You were like, "Should I watch all of them?" And I was like, "No." Honestly, I fell asleep three times trying to get through this one. <laughs> I feel like you're gonna have to buy me a drink because I had to rent it twice. Fair enough. <laughs> I owe you. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like there. Do you feel that this was like a satisfying conclusion to the whole? franchise i mean i don't know the extent to which they've earned it because of not having seen two and three although Mm -hmm. i did read about them i did wikipedia them a little bit 
I feel like it could have been a much better movie. They weren't, doesn't seem like they were trying to make a good movie. So for not trying to make a good movie, I think that they did a good job eliciting pathos at the very end from me. Yeah. I mean, considering you cried. I cry a lot. Yeah. Look, it is it is very sweet and it speaks to our society where like it's it's like jarring and emotional when you see a man taking care of his kids. Mm -hmm. Like I drove by um, one of those billboards like of the National Dad Council or whatever. where It's like take time to be a dad. And I teared up a good amount, like just seeing like a dad like holding a kid and like there's a football or something. And I'm just like, Oh my God, you're including him in the activities you like. <laughs> and boy, like this, that's kind of, this kind of is the entire franchise in a nutshell of Shrek that like, if a man does anything that he's supposed to do, it's lauded, but then women will put up with garbage because we have to support the men. Absolutely. Like imagine if, I mean, Fiona had some attitude at the beginning, but imagine if she had the Rightfully level. So. Yes. Imagine if she had the level of attitude that we see from Shrek. Everyone would say she was a bitch. Yeah. And maybe that's why she, in the second and third movie, she doesn't really do much. Like the first movie, um, Fiona is like the subversive, like I'm not a regular princess. Like I burp and I, I'm, I do karate and stuff like that. And then it's like, okay, now her, now she has been saved by Shrek and she's, now beautiful to him mm-hmm. now she's done yeah and so i mean i like that they brought her back but they didn't ever i mean they really explored her character more in this alternate universe but they never explored her as a mom and as his wife well yeah we only hear about her as a wife or a mother through shrek saying she's my wife yeah like who is fiona now in this reality and and i mean does she, she keeps asking Shrek, are you okay? But to what extent does she notice how checked out he's become? And what is that doing to her yeah. when she's putting her heart and soul into raising this family? And also asking him at this big birthday party, can you just like go over and get the cake and just for, don't forget candles? Like she has yeah. to remind him to get birthday candles because he's so checked out. And I mean, you know that uh, horrible, I mean, it's a great song, but it's just such a horrible meaning uh, where the two people are trying to cheat on each other. The Pina Colada song. Yes. It could be like that. That's a, that's a song in the first movie. Oh, that song well, plays <laughs> when Farquaad chooses Princess Fiona to go save. Holy shit. <laughs> this movie. Okay. You know what? <laughs> Last week I was kind of going crazy. Maybe this is a new level of crazy. Having watched all the Shrek movies in a <laughs> month long period. There, that's deep. This, this is getting real now. Right? Like, it could have been like the Pina Colada song where they both wanted to get away, and then in the end, they find each other. But instead, we're only focusing on his journey. Yeah. It's always been about his journey. And, like, the fact that this is, like, an alternate universe thing, we don't even get, like, a separate plot with, like, Fiona or with Donkey. It's all serving this one narrative that I don't give two shits about. Yes, and also, do you think that maybe we should write a version of the Pina Colada song, but as if we're ogres in Shrek? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, if if you like... Slugs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's it. If you like slugs. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, I just remember... Getting one caught in the mud. If you if you're not into yoga, <laughs> if you if you eat human brains, if you don't like Farquaad, there there you go. If you like making love ones <laughs> and making three kids. Um. Also, one thing I I forgot one bit that also made me laugh. Um, when the Pied Piper switches it to a sock setting and pulls up, uh, Rumpelstiltskin's socks. I thought that was funny. I think I fell asleep. Fair enough. Um, <laughs> yeah, you didn't miss much. Um, well, the one funny part of yes. the film I missed. Well, oh. no, you you missed you didn't miss the beginning with that one line that you didn't remember. I liked when. Well, I actually no, I didn't like it. I thought it was strange, and uh, it made me uncomfortable when Donkey asked about his kids with Girl Dragon, 
whether they were cute or whether they made people uncomfortable. Yeah. But also, like, Donkey, you make people uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, uh, I also... So I rented this on Amazon um, and it has the worst synopsis. So the, the synopsis for the final movie in the Shrek franchise is the further adventures of the giant green ogre Shrek living in the land of far, far away. <laughs> and that's it. Um, and Someone's I really phoning that in. Yeah. Netflix works way harder on their copy. <laughs> and I found like a glowing review because this was this movie was released in 3D. And I can't imagine enjoying this in 3D. Like, there's nothing that happens that warrants it being The ogre 3D. scenes with, like, the swinging through the air and stuff would be kind of cool. I guess. But they're like, this was a fun 3D choice. The first Shrek wasn't originally intended for 3D. And when it was converted to 3D, many of the characters' designs looked strangely off-putting and misshapen. They were simply never intended to be seen in 3D. This film, the final installment in the series, was intended for 3D from the start, and the min- minute modifications made to the character's design did the trick. No disturbingly off-putting looking characters here, unless intended, of course. A decent conclusion to the franchise w- rendered well on 3D. Wow, well, you can't argue that. Can't yeah, argue that, What Ross. happens in this movie? I don't know, but the design looks okay, and they're in 3D. This person just wants 3D movies and is just reviewing the 3D-ness of the movies. Yeah, that's like you get you get a certain amount of points every time you review a restaurant on G- Google Maps. So that guy's just like, oh, I just need to get my reviews in so I get some <laughs> points. He probably got like a gift card for doing that. You're right. He's like, I can't lie to the people, but at the same time... No. I know. I thought I thought that that review had a lot of nuance. <laughs> um, I also found only one IMDb fact that I thought was interesting and fun enough to put in this. Um, this is the only Shrek movie where Shrek is not kicked in the groin at some point. Yeah, but that's because he was metaphorically being kicked in the groin to uh, his by mind. Stiltskin. Oh, no. I was thinking uh, by Life. having a family <laughs> for the first... Uh, 10 minutes of the film. Yeah, having a family, it's like a kick in the nut. <laughs> <laughs> That's why I'm going to be single forever, baby. I wish someone would kick me in the nuts so that I didn't have to worry about having any more of these dumb kids. Honestly, that could have been an easy thing of just like, Sh- Donkey gets scared by Shrek because he doesn't recognize him and kicks him in the nut- nuts. No, you know, no, it's an easy way to make us sympathize with him more in the beginning is to have one of the kids do it by accident. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Ra- that might have happened in the last movie. Like a rattle got thrown or something. I couldn't in- tell you. I should have marked uh, in the last movie is when Shrek gets hit in the groin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, you know, it would make sense if that had happened before why they wouldn't do it again but here i would have sympathized with him more if i was like okay well he's getting kicked in the nuts now that's a lot yeah he's he's having a really bad day if that had been the final straw that made him walk out i would have been like okay well he just got kicked in the (laughs) nads like either that or like he's being he's surrounded by like tough ogre warriors and you're telling me none of them would have just like thrown something at his joints joint wait what is it junk junk yeah that's the word groin groin or junk not groin. (laughs) (laughs) i think that a perfect time would have also been that fight with fiona yeah because then 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 he could have been like you know well you know she's already metaphorically castrated me why not you know it also would have been a weird moment but could have worked too if like during that dinner sequence like Fiona is eating or whatever and Shrek is like you know doing the dishes like he was doing in the mess hall and she somebody farts and both Shrek and Fiona said better out than in because <laughs> that would have been like this weird like wait what how do you why do you say that yeah damn we we made a better movie we really did we should write uh Shrek together yeah <laughs> let's <laughs> Let's do a Shrek concept album. Yeah. I don't know what that'll be, but I feel like people will listen to that on Bandcamp. Yo, I would totally write a Shrek concept album with you, particularly if it meant that I could dress like sexy Shrek for every gig and not just Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Just for every day. I just really think I'm all about that. Apparently it's a vest, but I thought it was a crop top the whole time. And I'm still not convinced that it's not a crop top. You can make it a crop top. He's just wearing it as a crop top with an undershirt. Yeah. That's a look. I think I could really pull that off. (laughs) I think so. 
with I like th- you would you would make a great sexy Shrek. Thank you, with like a high waisted Shrek belt. Mm-hmm. And like uh, the the ear the antenna ears they could just look like dicks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait, okay, hold on. Wait, this is the most wild thing that it's crazy that we didn't talk about yet. What is that weird thing that they do with their noses at the end? Why do they keep doing that? It was like that was that had never happened before, and I. Well, they did it. They did it in the Ogre Kingdom. They all did it as like their call, and Shrek was like, "I didn't know we could do that." Yeah, that my jaw dropped. Also, I guess I wasn't paying attention well enough because I did not remember that in the original in the first part of the movie. But at the end, I was like, "What?" Yeah. So Shrek taught them to do this new ogre call that he learned from. It was like a crossover. It was like, "I look, I I took the lessons I learned. Yeah, the about most important lesson being an ogre with me, and now I'm imparting them to my children." And that was when. Maybe that's how um, the other ogres found Shrek and Fiona in the normal universe because oh, they, they were heard, doing the call they heard the thing yeah yo we okay. should go back and watch those end credits i think we yeah. figured it out that's good and then donkey puts the eyeballs in his nose i liked that that was good that was good too all right oh i also i <laughs> yes. laughed i laughed at um when they find puss in boots and he's out of shape yeah and that's fine no no not when they find him because i had never seen puss in boots before <laughs> but when he's like really upset because he's like you know he feels like he he could have been so much more and fiona takes out the brush and she's like who's a pretty kitty and he's like i am yeah i laughed at that i was like his, you his are stuff when he like juxtaposes being like a tough independent warrior and then when he remembers that he's a cat that's good yeah and i liked that it was also Fiona was calling him beautiful when he was body shaming himself. Yeah. And everybody else. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, but uh, well, now we have to rate this, obviously. Oh. So um, we have a special rating system for Shrek Timber. Okay. Um, so if it's, if you loved it, it's great. Then you give it a parfait because everybody loves parfaits. Um, if you thought it was okay, then you give it an onion because onions have layers. And if you think it's bad, then you give it a waffle because waffles usually mean the donkey is sleeping over but in this case it means that you're going to get captured by uh a bunch of ogres that are going to eat you this is hard because i feel like i've heard that the first two sequels were very bad uh shrek 2 i think uh, weirdly enough shrek 2 out of these four i think i hated the most yeah that's what i heard i heard it was awful but even though at the time people were like, oh, Shrek 2 is great. Shrek 3 is where it got weird. But also, you know, this is your opinion, your uh, impulse, what you this think. It's hard for me. Like, give me a scale. Is it like on a scale from like. It's like z- on a scale from zero to two. Is it <laughs> like, on a scale from like the room to the Godfather that I'm having to choose like parfait waffle onion? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Godfather, famous uh, parfait movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, really, it's up to you. Like, I mean, I this is episode 120. I've watched so many movies and TV shows, so my brain um, has weird nuance for seeing movies like this. The fact that you fell asleep several times and had to re-rent it yeah. is not good. I mean, I'm, sleep- I'm a sleepy person in general, but... Yeah. I- Okay, so here's what I'm going to say. I just want to give, like, a fair... Um, I didn't like it that much. However, I understand all the work that goes into making a movie like that. It must have taken so long and been so painstaking to get all of that animation to animate all of those ogres. Mm-hmm. It's so difficult, and I, I don't... I feel like a lot of the time we minimize the work and the collaboration that goes into a movie when we just sh- shit on it. But I also thought it was bad and <laughs> is the one that's bad. A waffle? Yep. It's a wa- I'm sorry. Wow. It's a, I, I'm honoring the work that went into it, but it's a waffle. Yeah, look, I, I, the animation, it's a, I always comment on the animation. The animation is beautiful. It yes. looks really good. But... <laughs> The contents that are animated, the movie that we saw, is not good. Is it Pixar? Uh, DreamWorks. DreamWorks. So DreamWorks has a much shoddier track record. Um, even though I think they're doing okay now. They had the budget to get all of those actors. They had the budget to get some decent writers. Yeah. Um, 
like that's the thing i felt a lot less things to be redeemable about this movie like shrek 3 shrek the third part of me um i weirdly enjoyed like it wasn't good but i was like i'm enjoying this shrek 2 is weird and kind of so melodramatic and boring um and shrek is fine the original shrek is fine i like shrek yeah but i haven't watched it since i was a child yeah i haven't watched it in weeks um <laughs> i i think i think i'm with you i i gotta give it a waffle i'm sorry shrek yeah i'm sorry too shrek but you know what we don't have to be sorry about you coming on as a guest thank you so much for coming on thanks Jillian. for having me this was a blast yeah um what would you like to plug today Okay, so I run a great show with Josh Matches called Grin and Beer It. It is in Mount Airy at uh, Earth Bread and Brewery. If you have never been there, they serve incredible pizza. And it is on October 2nd. Tickets are $5. You can get them. They just add them right onto your tab. So get them when you're there. And the lineup's going to be amazing. We've got uh, Steve Young headlining, and he... He wrote for like Boy Meets World and stuff, so it's gonna be so cool. So you can ask him all the questions that you want to know about Corey and Topanga. Okay, good. Just making sure that that was the right franchise. <laughs> I never saw an episode. Um, you are much younger than me. That's true. Yes. Um, oops, sorry. <laughs> um, and then if that's you ha- that's what the Weezer question was <laughs> about. <laughs> um, and if you haven't seen uh, from our Instagram this Friday. Um, is uh, the releasing of my new podcast called Just the Jew of Us with a friend of the podcast, <laughs> Alyssa Epstein. So you can find that on uh, same place, wherever you get your podcasts. Um, but yeah, uh, it's going to be really fun. Uh, so basically, KidFlix, as of now, is going to be switching to bi-weekly just so I can manage having another podcast. And also, so hopefully I keep having fun with it because... Uh, I want to keep doing this and having fun and going insane. Uh, <laughs> but so this Friday uh, at midnight, um, new episode of a new podcast drops. So definitely check out the trailer, which is live now. But please uh, listen and hopefully you enjoy it. Uh, but great. We survived. Um, <laughs> so for the last time in September, that is all for today. We will hear you next week and get out of my swamp.